When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Coming Up Next. My name is The Boat, Brad Gilmore. I am joined by the illustrious Miss Jen Sturger, and we have an incredible show for you this week, coming off an incredible match in the movie trivia showdown that saw Jeff Snyder face off with Ethan Irwin for the third time, the trilogy. Uh, but we're going to talk about all that and more. But first, Jen, how are you doing? Fantastic. I mean, better than you are probably at this point, Brad. Am I right? <laughs> well, I th- we're going to get into this now. We're going to talk about yes. this now, really. There's this not a better time do. to get into this now. Yeah, um, my ass. You were talking a off. lot of smack. You were talking a lot of smack about this uh, this series between your hometown team and my hometown team. And um, it's not going as well for you guys. First of all, I didn't even know there was anyone who claimed Tampa Bay as their hometown. But uh, oh, yeah. aside from that, aside from that, yeah, you know, it hasn't been off to the best start. Um, but like we've seen in the movie Trivia Schmodown before, we're going to be talking about comeback players of the year. Sometimes you start off not so great, and by the end, you're back at it, baby. And I think that my Astros are going to be like that, man. We just and sometimes have a little you're yet. dirty cheaters. Sometimes you're dirty cheaters, and everyone's rooting against you. You know, I don't know why anyone would say such a thing about the Tampa Bay Rays, but if you feel that way, I guess that's Brad. fine. I know that we were going to do some sort of um, wager. I mm-hmm. asked if you care to make it How interesting. How confident? How confident are you in your Astros coming back? You know, I'm pretty confident. I am pretty confident. This team has fought back before. Guys, if you knock over my stuff, I'm going to... And we'll do it again. I don't know. Where is that coming from? (laughs) Um, And we'll do it again. Bibiani, uh, remind me to mute yourself. Bibiani. Oh, snap. (laughs) Okay. I was talking to my cat. Sorry. Bye. Well, that is a a future guest of ours. I was very thrown off by what was occurring. (laughs) Spoilers. Uh, we will be joined by Shazam, 
William the Beast Bibiani and the kid Brendan Meyer, of course, a little bit later on. But I, I'm feeling still somewhat confident about my Houston Astros. So what what was it that you came up with for us to wager? Oh, see, I thought that if my Rays win, that you should have to do the entire show with oh, forego all of your hair products and things like that. Maybe throw on a long wig and a beanie and you do the show as Jessica. So it will be <laughs> Jessica and Jennifer that day uh, hosting coming up next. But, but I'm not without, you know, I'm, I'm going to take some, some heat on my side as well. Okay. If you happen to win by mm-hmm. some act of God, um, one that makes me question him, actually. Uh, then I would do the entire show as a Brad Gilmore lookalike. I'd slick my hair back, put all the product in it, maybe pull it into a low, you know, Paul Heyman uh, hair ponytail so that way you can't really tell I have it. And then I would literally draw in staggered facial hair all yes. in here. Because if you know anything, I love doing makeup, but I've never actually transformed myself into uh, having a facial hair as, as a yeah. fan so that could be yeah. fun it could be interesting okay we can do this we can do this oh, uh, we, can? we can do this i'm down for it i think <laughs> that i think that it's worth the shot for me it's it's low risk high reward so it's worth the shot to see what happens to you later on i i would like to see, i would like to see you I, I would like to see you look like me is a sentence i never thought i would say to you but yes i would like to see you look like me but what um, if i end up what if i end up doing you better than you do you like what if it's like the will smith scenario where it's like you know what the difference is between you and me i make this look good <laughs> <laughs> we'll see we'll see i'm not i'm not very confident that you'd be able to pull that off let's be honest there's only one boat but you know, stranger things have happened, and the truth—the truth is stranger than fiction, as they say. Um, but Jen, I say that we get right into it. We are going to be having we have the Beast Bibiani and Brendan the Kid Meyer on here in a little while because they have a big match—a showdown throwdown. They're going to be going for the teams' championships against corruption. Also on that card, Gray Drake versus Sassy Stacy Howard. I'm wanna... so looking forward to this undercard. This undercard is a real treat for us. I'm not going to lie because I feel like one thing that we haven't had enough of is enough Stacy Howard this year. I agree. And the, and the matches that we've seen her in, she's been uberly impressive, if I may say so. And uh, she always brings a nice dr- flair for the dramatic. It'll be interesting to see her in the virtual atmosphere. I want to know what the entrance is going to look like, what the costuming might be. Uh, I'm sure we'll be waiting on bated breath. However, I want to remind everybody out there, make sure you hit the thumbs up on this video. That's how more people see it. Share it. Share it to your friends. Put it on Twitter, IG, Facebook, wherever you are, and make sure you send in those Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash the schmodown. It's not only how we stay on the air, it's how this entire network does it. That's from backstage, the schmodown And we got to pull our weight. We got to pull our weight, Brad, don't we? Yes. All my movies with Dan Merle, The Inner Geekdom Show, SEN, one-on-one with Christian Harloff, and of course, the movie Trivia Schmodown. They are all powered and funded by you. So interrupt the show. $20 or more, you can interrupt. You can, you can tell Jen that the Houston Astros are the greatest team in the history of baseball, or you can tell me the opposite. Whatever you want to do, we encourage you to do it on the Streamlabs. Also, if you have questions for William the Beast Bibiani, Brendan Meyer, start sending them in now, and we will ask them to them as we have them on. We're also going to be playing a really fun game with them. But, Jen, are you ready? I'm ready. It's time for Rapid Fire. All right, we're going to start with our first question in Rapid Fire. This is where Jen and I will both quickly answer a question and argue our side of it. The first one, Jim, is a pretty good one. At this moment right now, even though we still have about two months-ish left of this illustrious season of the movie Trivia Schmodown, who 
in your opinion, is the comeback player of the year. Whew. You know what? I, I This was a hard one for me. It truly was because I had to think, what does comeback player mean to me? And I feel like it means for me, someone that's not necessarily been a down year as a player, but someone that's taken a really humbling loss and been able to bounce back from it and become a better player as a result. And the first person that came to mind for me was Paulo Yama. Uh, Paulo Yama to me, we we haven't always seen eye to eye, and I've been very, very vocal about that. And well, I'm a little I, bit surprised you picked him. I know, but that shows you. Like, he, I feel like to me, has done the biggest turnaround when it comes to the type of player he is and the way he plays the game. And so from coming from me, I feel like that's a pretty high form of praise. Yeah, no, um, I, I definitely agree that it, it would be a pretty high form of praise from you. And I think that Paulo Yama has done very well this season. I think that um, the way that he ended last season probably wasn't that loss the greatest. To Bateman, yeah, no, absolutely. That loss to Bateman, though, I don't feel like it was a true indication of the kind of player he is. But let's face it, there isn't a bigger stage than spectacular for us when it comes to the movie trivia showdown. And that's a lot of pressure to put on a rookie player, especially one that, let's face it, didn't exactly have fans rooting for him after he knocked off Dan Merle. Jacob's so, Coria Coffetta donated $50. Love what y'all have been doing with this show. You're killing it. Well, thank you for the $50. We appreciate that. Thank you so much. That was and terrifying. That was my was first so That was my first That was my first Schmobot. I've never had one happen to me before. Um, I haven't had one with that voice. That voice threw me off a little bit. I was I was frightened. Why was it that- so proper? I don't know. I thought that that was Bibbs interjecting again. Um, I was pretty sure that's who it was. Morris donated $20. To me, comeback player is Ace went from not even getting a match last year to go undefeated in Star Wars and turning heads. Drip, drip. Swag, swag, drip, drip. Uh, no, but you know what? You know what? Here's the thing. We're both picking swag players because I agree. I think Andres Ace Cabrera right now is the comeback player of the year for one reason and one reason only. We didn't see him for a multitude of years. He came back. He got his tail handed to him by uh, Robert Parker, the magic man, the spider himself, and then went on to sweep the Star Wars tournament. We did not think that he was going to win it. At, at least I didn't. I, think, I didn't think he was going to get it out of the play-in match against Josh Cavedo. And then he continued on. He continued on. He continued on. He found himself in this match with Andrew Dimolato, who looked like he was playing lights out. It looked like the force was with him. But it turned out that Ace Cabrera turned to the light side, and he was the shining light in that Star Wars tournament. And a galaxy far, far away, he brought it home. He brought it home. And for that reason and that reason alone, I think that he's the Star Wars. I mean, he's the comeback player of the year. Now, if Andres Ace Cabrera walks into the Schmodown Spectacular against Alex Damon and he defeats the man who has been undefeatable, he finally slays the beast known as Alex Damon. Not only is he comeback player of the year, I uh, I think that he's player of the year. I I, I couldn't imagine uh, putting slow somebody slow down. There are plenty there are a lot more names that are a little more qualified than that, I would say. Even right now, uh, the way the season hasn't even finished playing out yet, but I feel like there are players that are already out there that uh, you can make a much stronger argument for. Uh, well, you may be able we'll to save it for another show, but I mean, I'm just okay. saying uh, okay. you're overreaching a little bit there, bud. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Just for the fact of we know how unstoppable Alex Damon has been. And to slay the dragon, that's, this is going to be like beating the Undertaker at WrestleMania. You have to be someone the magnitude of Brock Lesnar and able to pull it off. And I think that Andres Ace Cabrera 
is not only the guy who's going to do it, I am guaranteeing Andres Ace Cabrera will walk out with that Star Wars championship and he will be top of the list on the boat's ballot for the Schmodown Awards in regards to the player of the year, Jen Sturger. I mean, what, what championship is Paulo Yama right now in contention for, right? I mean... I mean, look, you make a strong argument there in terms of that. I'm just saying that in terms of handling a loss and bouncing back from it, I don't feel like anyone has done it quite the way Paulo Yama has. I really like the chemistry he has with Lon, but I think you made the best point of all, and that is that what do these two players have in common that we both picked? Swag, swag, drip, drip. And I think that that has a lot, that says a lot about their manager this year. And the fact that he's been able to get the most out of his players. I mean, look at Lynn Shannon Miller. Come on. Put some respect on on her name. Come on. Put some respect on her name. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that you're, I think that Winston Marshall is again, he has to be mentioned as, as to me, look, Dagnino has been phenomenal for as long as he's been around. Love him here on the show, especially. We have a game named after him. Yeah, I mean, we love Bobby Gucci, but I think that Winston almost has this in the bag for for manager of the year. I think there are some honorable mentions. I think Shannon has to be up there for an honorable mention. I think Coy Jandrew, this second half of the season, has done phenomenally. But I think that everyone should agree that Winston Marshall, even if the swag squad doesn't come in first place, they should be on the list for, um, or he should be on the list as far as the manager of the year. But, I mean, that's irregardless. I think it's Ace. You think it's Paul. What is it, y'all? Y'all sound off in the comments and let us know. I want to hear what you have to say. Right, Jen? Absolutely. Absolutely. Send in another one of those schmobots okay. and give me a heart Jen, are attack. Are you there? <laughs> yes, I'm here. I'm not hearing anybody. That's weird. Okay. I'm not muted. Jen, are you there? Uh-oh, I'm not else hearing Jen. Brad's Am I by frozen. myself? You're, you're a little frozen there, Brad. I don't know what's going on, buddy. Am I frozen? It looks like oh, I'm frozen. Oh, no. Does that mean I'm debating myself? Because this could get interesting. <laughs> well, it's time for the Jen and Jessica show. Right? <laughs> Let's do, <laughs> strap on a wig, PLD. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, boy. Please don't. <laughs> The world is not ready for that. I'm definitely not ready for that. Where is the... Oh, he's gone no, back. He's I think coming, I think I see him. He's coming back. He's coming, coming back. back. Pardon the interruption, guys. We're really sorry about this technical delay. Uh, that's what happens when you do things live. There's my buddy. There we are. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened, but I have arrived again. And where someone remind me, <laughs> what were we talking about? We were talking about, you were saying about manager of the year, and we were about ready to bring up our next rapid fire question. There's well, been let's a lot go of talk. And get into it. Uh, absolutely. There's been a lot of talk about Andrew Guy and his presence in the Schmodown. We all know that he's one of the best on the microphone, but he not necessarily hasn't been performing up to the level we expect from Andrew Guy and the level of trash talk that he actually puts out there. So I, I asked the question. Would Andrew Guy be better served to step down as a player and possibly become a manager next season? You know, I know that there's been talk this season about Andrew Guy, and is he if he still has the goods, is he the guy who beat Mark Riley? Is he the guy who beat Dan Merle? Is he the guy who helped get team action to a championship opportunity? Is he the guy who played along the godfather Drew McQueenie and almost won that team's tournament last year? 
I think that he is. I think that this pandemic has thrown many people off. And we saw him go from dastardly to debonair to the Shmominati to now Mr. Rogers, Andrew Guy. I think that he is at a crisis of confidence right now. All Andrew Guy has to do, flip the switch like LeBron does in the playoffs and go back to being the dastardly one that we know and love. If he embraces the person that he really is, peel off this veneer, this this, this facade that he has had on this season, that's not the Andrew Guy I want to see. Tap into the deviousness of the dastardly one, the man who tackled John Roca, right? I need that Andrew Guy, the one who said Cerulean, you know what, to Dan Merle. That's the Andrew guy that I need who flipped the double birds. If he can embrace that again, he will be a phenomenal player. And he and Ethan as the lethal weapons, I think, could go all the way to the finals. If he continues to be the guy that he is right now, I don't know about that guy. But the guy that I know would be the guy next season to continue to be the guy, the player, Andrew. Guy. That was beyond confusing listening to you say how many guys there were. Anyways, uh, when I think of Andrew Guy, I think of one of the best talkers in the league. I think of someone who's an amazing strategist. The issue with Andrew is that he has a lot of gaps in his game. And so when I'm looking at whether or not Andrew Guy makes a fit as a player for me, I don't. I think that there are so many other players out there that maybe aren't necessarily as entertaining as Guy but they certainly may have more knowledge than him, especially with this new crop of rookies that have just come in. And if I'm looking at keeping Andrew Guy on my team next year, I just have to look like what other talent am I leaving on the board for some other manager to come in and get? That's why I think the smartest thing for everyone involved in the league is that Andrew Guy step back from being a player and become a manager. He understands strategy. He understands getting in his opponent's head. And I feel like that is where his talents are best served. He's one of the most entertaining people in this league to watch. And I feel like he would shine even more if he didn't have to focus on the trivia aspect of it. And he could just focus on the game and getting his players ready to face their opponents. I mean, I think that he would be a great coach, right? I think that he he would be a great um um, voice to motivate and inspire players, yes. But he he still's got the juice, man. You know, what, maybe a season from now, season nine, when perhaps that he has just done everything that he possibly do, could do from a character standpoint and from a player standpoint, sure, hang up the gloves, hang up the gloves, hang up the gloves, retire, step away, and be that Andrew guy there. But I still think that he can go out there and he can be a champion because we know how competitive Andrew Guy is. We know how he can go 0-100 to 100 real quick. Why don't you ask the, the chair that he met at the World Gym Arena in Texas City, Texas, and see the result of, of his uh, run-through, right? He goes 110%. Somebody like that, who has that fire, who has that desire, that compassion, that will to win, cannot in his career as a player without putting one thing on his resume and that is a championship. And Andrew Guy has said for many years now, the team's league is his league. He needs to win a championship or his career as a Mucha Shmodown player will just not be complete, Jen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel. That's right. what I feel. Let's That's move along. All right. Our last question for the rapid fire segment before we bring in our guest for today uh, is what team not in the team's tournament is the biggest missed opportunity. We see a lot of great teams in there, including the Founding Fathers. There were other teams that could have been entered. Who, to you, Jen, is the biggest missed opportunity? 
when I'm looking at missed opportunities in this league, funny you mentioned the founding fathers because I don't feel like that was the strongest decision Gucci could have made in terms of what players he put in. Uh, I think a really big missed opportunity is the fact that he ended Ben Bateman's season early and didn't allow him and the Barbarian to take their shot at this team's tournament. I feel like both of them together would be an amazing team, and I think that they would complement each other's skill sets very well and essentially fill each other's gaps, if you will, in terms of knowledge. I don't really feel like... I feel like Ben Bateman, it just... He deserves a bigger shot. And I feel like, if anything, by the fact that Gucci didn't put him in, it just weakened his relationship with Gucci to the point where we all know that Ben is not going to be with the Finstock Exchange next year. And so I feel like that is the missed opportunity that, honestly, do we really need to see Founding Fathers again? It, this whole virtual thing has not really panned out well for the outlaw. And so that's why I keep looking at this going, why? Why did you put John Roca in here? I know he's one of the best in the game. I will never, ever take any respect off Roca's name. I will always say he's one of the best in the game. But that said, this virtual atmosphere for him is just not cutting it. It's just not translating for him. And he hasn't been performing as the outlaw that we are used to seeing. That's why I feel like it was a huge knock on Ben Bateman to keep him out of that team's tournament. Uh, I don't... Fully disagree with you. Um, I really, I don't disagree with you at all. I think that that would have been a phenomenal pick for Bobby Gucci. However, I think the biggest missed opportunity is a team that showed a lot of promise but had one minor misstep, only one L. No, I'm not talking about D13. I know the chat is lighting up about D13. That is not my <laughs> pick either. I still stand by the pride. I love Ben Goddard as a player. We've questioned his dedication, sure, on the Schmodown Rundown, but I like him as a player. Rachel Silvestrini works better in a team format than she does an individual one. This is a team that when motivated, when properly managed and properly trained for, they can go the full gambit as far as any team goes. I wouldn't say that you could ever count them fully out of a team's match, and that is what I would want to enter if I were Kate uh, thinking about my team for the den. I want to enter somebody that you could never count out who could scrap it out to the end. We've seen uh, uh, Ben Goddard pull some really, really deep knowledge in his singles matches and in teams. I think that they got thrown off in that in that match that they had that I believe was a live one where they lost. And um, I think that they could really perform well inside of the team's tournament. That's their format. I really feel like that is their format where they could incrementally get better and better and better all the way into the finals. That would have been my missed opportunity. I really think, though, either one is a good pick. Either one is a good pick. But what do you think about Ben Goddard? Ben Goddard and Rachel, do you, you're making some faces. I don't feel like you're feeling me. Listen, no, I agree with you wholeheartedly on Rachel Silverstrini. I just feel like Ben Goddard, as much movie trivia knowledge as he has, it doesn't always translate to the way he plays the game. And so I don't know if that's something that will eventually come with time. But the tournament is not the time and place to be letting those players learn and figure things out. The tournament is where you want to put your strongest players, the ones that have the chance of going the deepest and taking on as many opponents and racking up as many points for you as humanly possible. And I don't see them being those people. I just don't see the pride being those people. And I love Rachel Silverstrini. I love how she plays the game. And I think that she's incredibly knowledgeable. And when she hits something she knows, she is on fire. But when she finds something that she's in a category she's a little shaky on, they're just not the they're just not the players that are going to get you there. They're not the players that are going to get you to the finals. 
I don't know. What do y'all think? Sound off in the chat. What was the biggest missed opportunity for the team's tournament? We want to hear from you. And speaking of teams, we're about to talk to one of the best the movie trivia Schmodown has. That is William the Beast Bibiani and Brendan the Kid Meyer. Shazam! They got a big match coming up this Friday. It's going to be live. You better not miss it. By the way, Austin Cadell, irregardless is a word. This is coming up next. <laughs> and we'll be back after this. Led to the ring by his team partner, the Kid, with a record of eight wins, six defeats, and four knockouts. He is the former movie trivia showdown champion of the world, William the Beast, baby. Carried away. Sorry, sorry. It's, my idiom. it's good to see you. I, I need to ask my partner, Christian, are you okay? It, 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 it's just been a scratch. <laughs> just a flesh wound. Representing Shazam with a record of nine wins, six defeats, and four knockouts, led to the ring by the kid. He is the former movie trivia schmodown champion of the world, William Lobbyist Bibiani. Yeah. Ah! Oh, the bees are everywhere. The bees are everywhere. The bees are everywhere. What's happening? The studio. Oh, the bees are everywhere. There are bees everywhere. Uh, what is this? It's on us. Stop that, bees. There's a lot of bees. Uh, we don't know how they got in. There's uh, hidden honeycomb somewhere. Not There's a bee Roka, did you see the bees? John Roca. There were so many bees, Roca. by the bees. Not acknowledging Roka, the did you see the bees? Antics. Wow. Not there were bees. Not acknowledging the antics. There were bees. Yeah. William Bibiani insisting to John Roca. John Roca, the opposite of Macaulay Culkin and my girl. That's right. Bees yeah. make him stronger. Good reference. Deep 90s pull. Can I get it too soon on that?
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Coming Up Next. I am the boat Brad Gilmore, joined by, of course, the illustrious Jen Sturger. And we are joined also by two special guests in the house right now. One of them you know as the former movie trivia Schmodown singles champion of the world, the king of entrances, Mr. William the Beast Bibiani. Bibs, how you doing? I'm okay. I had these cats, and they were... Got these like cords for like my microphone, and they were literally jumping through the cords. <laughs> and this is like the most expensive thing I have. So like that, we almost fell over, and I was like, "No cats!" And then you guys heard me, and it was awkward. <laughs> and he is joined by his teammate, one half of Shazam, a man who is maybe just a couple of days away from getting his first championship inside of the movie trivia showdown. He is Brendan the Kid Meyer, but we also like to call him the Five <laughs> Young Tenderoni. <laughs> And if you find the tenderoni, that is right for you. You're going to make this kid <laughs> snap, Brad. You're going to make him snap. They're like, what caused, his, what caused his heel turn? The tenderoni song, man. Yeah. Push him over the edge. <laughs> does it to all of us. A tenderoni will do it to all of us. Uh, I, love, I just love how it keeps building. You know, it starts as a nickname. Now there's a song. It's like, what is next? You know? <laughs> We're going to have to shoot the music video next time after COVID's over. A lip sync, like, yeah. Shoot a video, yeah. If, you ever, if, if, we ever, if we ever, like, are forced to break up by, like, the draft or something and you get teamed up with, like, someone young, like Paulo Yama, you should call yourself <laughs> the fine young tenderonis. <laughs> oh, funny. or the fine oh, and finer yeah we could do that maybe no. we are but we are by no means anywhere near that guys how are you feeling going into this match because there's a lot of pressure do you feel like there's more pressure on you guys or corruption for defending but i feel like bibs you've come so close so many times the two of you in terms of like getting to that next level as a team and it's like this is your chance right well, there, it's every chance is our chance. I mean, listen, we've we've got we've only got one loss on our record. I, I think it's weird that there's this whole thing like, ah, oh, they always come so close. Like it, we've had one shot, and yeah. we did pretty good. It was a TKO, but we it wasn't mm -hmm. like we didn't bomb the whole game or anything. So, I still feel really really good about us. I think if you look at our teams matches that we've had this year, I think we've proven that we it wasn't a fluke. That we've still got mm -hmm. our chemistry together. I think we've still got our our complementary knowledge. I think we're both really really good at this game, and so. Yeah, I'm just trying to focus on that because if I focus on the hype and the buildup and the buzz and whatever people think the narrative is, mm -hmm. then that will distract me and all I really want to do is win this game so the kid will no longer be the best player who never won. <laughs> what is different? Between, like, How does it feel? this match feel different from your last match against Who's the Boss? Um, well, I mean, I think for this one, it's, it's, it's just the stakes of being back in, in the title match. You know, I mean, I think that that's, that's what this one is, is all about. It's just, you know, this is, you know, it's tantalizing to know that we've won all these matches and if we can just get this one, that's the top of the mountain, you know, and that is a lot, but even going back to what we were saying about this year, you know, the one thing that I find the most encouraging about this year in particular is even though I love the way we played against both final exam and who's the boss, I don't even think that we quite hit the level in those matches that we were at even last year. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I think mm -hmm. that, I think that we're with the work that we've done in between. I, I think if we had played completely lights out in those matches, I would be a little more worried because you're like, Oh, who knows? But I just feel maybe we're due to have the game. I mean, these things happen to the greatest mm -hmm. players. Whereas I feel like we're peaking right now. I really do. Yeah. I feel like, we're peaking right now. We played better in the in the teams tournament matches that we played after those. Yeah. So I feel really good. I think uh, I think the thing with us is, uh, with the exception of maybe the who's the boss match, which obviously was a KO and we didn't even get to the third round. But all of our other matches that we've ever had were fights. 
they were hard fights. It was back and forth. It came down to the wire every single other match we had. And as a result, I feel that we're in a position to take on corruption and take them down to the wire and force them uh, to force them not only to win the game, but force them to beat us in order to, to win the game. And I think that's, that's the thing is I think we can keep them on the ropes. And if we can do that, I think, uh, I think we might have some belts. Yeah, I think that's the, only, that's the only regret we have is that, you know, we mm. got a really tricky three and a five against the Founding Fathers and weren't yeah. quite able to come up with those. And we didn't push them to beat us. And, I mean, we're only down yeah. by three. I mean, I was down by three to Adam Collins and went to sudden death. I mean, we yeah. were really in that Founding Fathers match, and it just kind of got out of hand with two questions at the end. So yeah. I really feel rocking. confident that if we, can, if we can make them beat us, I just think our, our chances go up astronomically. That's what I've learned this season. It's a matter of just the game is never over. Mm. Like if you look at like the Dan Merle, Ben Bateman match, I mentioned this on backstage this week, but like Dan, you could tell Dan thought it was over and it's not. If you can, if you stay in the game, anything can happen. So we're both feeling confident. We've both been training our collective butts off and we are ready to play hopefully the best game of our career. Yeah, I mean, I think that we're all excited to see, you know, another championship match, especially in this digital format, though. I mean, I y'all were kind of the, the correct me if I'm wrong, y'all were the first teams match that they did in the in the virtual atmosphere, right? Or the first time? No, no. no. Final exam played. I just had the most issues. Final exam deep 13. <laughs> Final exam deep 13 was the first Final one. Yeah, we had, the, right. we had the first That's tech right. issue, so it felt that way, yeah. <laughs> the first tech issues. That's what I was thinking. Oh, right, uh, but, yeah. but how have y'all? Have y'all been able to adapt to that atmosphere? Because y'all were one of the teams, I think, last year in season six that worked so well together, especially on stage. You saw you constantly talking to one another, whispering in each other's ears, you know, passing stuff back and forth, trying to figure out strategy on the fly. Right. This, you don't really get to do any of that. How have y'all been able to adapt now going into a, a title match? You know, I think we do get to do that. And it's it's a little different because we're not right next to each other and we're not whispering. We can't keep it all to ourselves. And that's something we were initially concerned about is this new format in round two and at the end of round three or in championship round five, people can hear us converse. And, you know, we don't want to give away too many weaknesses, et cetera. But I think the thing with me and the kid, and, and Brendan, correct me if I'm wrong, um, I don't think we're afraid to lay it all out on the table because I think we both feel very confident about this game. I think we both are very confident about our knowledge. And if we get something wrong, so be it. We're not going to be super nervous about that. I'm just going to talk to the kid. Like there's no one else watching. There's no one else listening. Yeah. And we're just going to go back and forth and we're just going to keep our communication open. Yeah. I think, I I think there's been, you know, there's been many things about the digital format that I have actually found a little bit more stressful, just, um, just being alone in a room and all this different stuff. But I'd say the, the one thing that I haven't felt is has gone away is the connection with Bibbs. And maybe it's because we were able to play so many times last year and establish this rapport. But in all the teams matches we've played, I, I, I felt like he's right there in the room with me and with Coy as well. I just, I really have. And that's, that's at least one thing that I, I have never really felt, which is interesting because I it could have been that way, but I, I, in those two teams matches, I've always felt Bibbs is right there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he's been able to reach me through the screen, you know, when I missed those couple early questions against final exam, when we were, you know, talking it out, you know, uh, in those in those rounds, uh, yeah. you know, I've always felt I've been able to 
to connect to him. And it's been really important, I think, in this season in particular, uh, the training. Like, we've been training over Zoom or Skype or however we can do it so that we can be comfortable with this format. We can be comfortable um, um, with the tech so that it doesn't feel like we're just thrown into a situation we're totally unprepared for. We are as comfortable as we can be in the format. And I think that's on... There's been a lot of conversation about, oh, has the digital era affected some of the newer players who never had to adapt to a live setting or has it affected some of the older players who aren't comfortable with it? That's where training comes in. That's where the preparation comes in, and we've been preparing as best we can. Yeah, I think that you bring up an interesting point, which is going to lead us to something very fun today. Now, before we get to that, if you have any Streamlabs for Shazam... I have really enjoyed Bib's openness on backstage yesterday. I already respected you, but it just keeps increasing. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Aww. Thank you. That's really nice of you. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're all big William the Beast Bibiani fans in the movie trivia Schmodown community. So That is uh, not true. (laughs) I read the Facebook page. That is not strictly true. (laughs) Well, at least the boat's a big fan of the beast. The boat and the beast. Okay. Uh, I think I smell another podcast coming, maybe. But Mm. what I want to talk You don't have the time. I don't I don't. Neither does he. But what what I wanted to get into today, we're talking about communication between the two of you and not being the same, right? So we really need to focus in these uh, virtual atmospheres, maybe on some nonverbal. Bibs, we know that you like to talk. We know that you're a guy. It's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I have like 20 podcasts. Yeah, you're you're a big fan of speaking, as am I. But we want to see how well. I'm a big fan of speaking. So are you, Brenda. (laughs) Don't leave him out. I think Jen is pretty good at it, too. What the heck? (laughs) Yeah, right. I wish. I wish I was a linguistic master the way you guys are. But I'm not a speaking super fan, but, you know, I am definitely. uh... (laughs) But listen, when it comes to promos, Bibs, and it comes to backstage, stage interviews i don't think there are two that can go at it more than you and john roca so much so that if we were over zoom i would love the power to be able to mute you and so today i was like what's a game where i can literally turn bib's microphone off yeah and we can see just how good he is and just how good the communication jeremiah morris donated twenty dollars i love you guys as a team i was rooting When you were playing final exam, but to root for you, here go whoop corruptions, but hashtag action army. Thank you. <laughs> hashtag Thank you. action army. Um. I love this voice. I love the voice that's way better than the Schmobot. And I, I got to say, Thank you. To know that you 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 hated us before and love us now is that's that's no that's a win, right? That's I mean, a win we can be proud of. It's better than the other way. True. <laughs> Big, big, anyways, big, big win. Uh, Jen, I wanted to get, get to the game, but real quick, a $5 super chat just came in from Alex Q. Shazam. I'm 100% in your corner. Thanks for being amazing in all caps. My Thank son you. always looks to you both. We'll be rooting for you on Friday. So Aww. awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. We'll, try, to, we'll try not to lose. <laughs> but Jim, well, we go will. ahead. Anyways, sorry, my mailman just got here. Ah, okay. The joys of working from home. Anyways, guys, so we we wanted to find a game that would really test the communication between the two of you. That's why we came up with our own version of charades, which is mm-hmm. basically just to make Bibiana use his inside voice. So we're calling it Inside Voices with the Beast of the Kid. And Bibs, starting right now, we, uh, we sent you a list of movies that you are going to basically act out for the kid. And he's got to guess what those movies oh, are. Man. Oh, man. But we're turning off your microphone. So starting right now... 
Everyone enjoy the sound of silence from Bims. <laughs> so William the Beast Bibiani is on silent. He has been sent a list of movies. He's going to act them out right. for Brendan Meyer. We we know. Jen knows. Bibs knows. Okay. Can you use a um, notepad? No, you need. I think you need to act these out. You need to act them out. Okay. So we need to see how good hey man, of a communicator. Gameplay, man. You know. We need to see how good of a communicator Bibiani is. So Bibs, if you're ready for the first of the films. Let us see it now. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh huh. To Tooth Fairy. Yes. <laughs> Tooth Fairy. <laughs> he got it. Let's throw up that poster for you guys. Great. This he is, did. This yeah. It's going easier than I thought. <laughs> All, right, All right. Let's get let's to the second on one, Bibbs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with alien. Is it yeah. alien? Or 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 you know? Is it? I don't know. I mean, you know. Yes, yes! it is alien. <laughs> great yeah, job! Great. Oh, I great. love this. You guys are on a roll. <laughs> and plus, All right. I'll never. I'll see that in my nightmares. Let's be clear. <laughs> I believe. Right. I believe we have three more. So, Bibs, go to your next one. Could be a couple different things there. <laughs> oh, okay, that helped. That helped. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go Halloween. <laughs> I thought Nightmare Before Christmas for a second. There was God, like a thank God you're not doing this in front of a green screen, Bibs, because there'd be all kinds of edits <laughs> on that one. <laughs> Whatever it takes, Dan. Whatever it takes. No, I saw all that. Right. And I, I let's just, move I just along. Like a... Let's let's move along to the next one, Bibs. You all got right. it. All right. Ooh. A little bit more difficult on this one. He's kind of dancing. Looks like he's singing, maybe oh. playing a oh. playing he's a listening a tuning. to like a pitch of something. Uh. Uh. Oh, 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 oh! Pitch Perfect. Oh my yes. god! <laughs> <laughs> it is Pitch Perfect. It is Pitch Perfect. So let's let's see. Then right. Let's remember this is Pitch Perfect from now on. <laughs> I believe we, I believe we have one more. One more. Right. Will the Bibiani? Will the Bibiani? The Will the Beast be able to do it? He's looking around. This last one might be a bit difficult to, to pantomime. So let's see if Bibs can get this one. He's got this. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> is it Titanic? It is Titanic. Thank you. That is Inside Voices oh, with the right. Beast and the Kid. Y'all got him. You can unmute him. You can unmute him now. Let's unmute William Bibiani. <laughs> Bibs, oh, how did you feel about your Hold performance? On. Why is Bibs still oh. muted? Let someone unmute him. RV. I have to, oh, I apparently had to unmute myself. I'm Italian-American. I'm good with talking with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get into a charades league. Oh, right? <laughs> Movie movie charade schmodown is is coming up next. Was the pumpkin cheating? I feel like the pumpkin might have been cheating. It was a little bit of a. Well, we okay. didn't say no props, but you know, we'll, okay. we'll let it slide mm. this time. This is actually from one of the horror exhibition matches. Mark Andrigo <laughs> made this, and he told me I could. That's keep awesome. Yeah, it's pretty oh, good. Well, we appreciate y'all yeah. being good sports and playing along with us again. Y'all have a big match going down this Friday. It is on the schmodown throwdown. You're facing corruption. William the Beast Viviani. 
Brendan, Brendan the Kid Minor, the fine, young, tenderoni. We appreciate you all for joining Did us. you call him Brendan the Kid Minor? <laughs> He's a minor? <laughs> I'm working my way up, Kid Minor. <laughs> teen, teen, you know. We got more um, for you coming up next. My name is like Boyhood. With a record of three wins and three defeats and one knockout, representing the Growling Commandos, here is William the Beast Bibiani! Waiting for Bibbs. Waiting, uh, uh, not here. The music? Yeah, the music's playing. Is Adam Smith, uh, Cody Hall? Nah, Cody just he, presses uh, buttons randomly. Where I don't is think he? he does. Um, I don't. Can I get a uh, someone from? Uh, did you eat across the street today mm-hmm. too? I've done that. Um, we'll just wait. Can I get like a commissioner? Okay. Can we, Copster? Can you get a bag, Copster? Can you? like Mark Riley has died. I'm going to need to notify his next to kin, but you know what? I'm here to announce. Finally, I get the opportunity to do the... What, what is... What is... No, I already, I, already, no. I already made the funeral arrangements for Mark Riley and... Uh, Send his widow a corsage. No, he's, he's going to be all right, fortunately. Uh, I don't know how. We've got great doctors here well, at the Representing critically acclaimed with a record of five wins and five defeats. He is the former movie trivia schmodown, champion of the world, and the number seven ranked contender, William the Beast, Bibby Orny! some sort of confusion this is not a test this is your schmodown broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge commencing at the siren all crime in the schmodown studio including theft murder and spinning by the pegs will be legal for 16 continuous seconds let's get ready to schmodown Attention all purgers, the annual purge has concluded. Thank you for making the Schmodown a better place. Growl, growl. Okay, uh, everything is back to normal now. Wow, all right. This Sorry about that. Square one. Okay. I uh, uh, have a very positive feeling for you. All right. Never felt any different except for a brief lapse in time. Representing critically acclaimed. With a record of six wins, 
five defeats and three knockouts. He is the number three ranked contender and the free-for-all MVP, William the Beast Bibi. A dinette oh set. He did it. Can't believe it was Congratulations. Me. Maybe oh a cruise God. to France. Thank you, Rod Roddy. <sighs> a legend in his own time. We're having some sound issues, so we're working on they that. Should, they should be able to hear you now. They should be able to hear you now. Okay, Sorry. okay. Ah. Thank you, RB3. Thank you. Well, Sorry yeah, about that, we were guys. just saying, I really think that we should keep inside voices around. For those those characters that like just can't seem to keep their mouths shut, you know, the Bibianis. The Rogas. I feel like this is a really fun game to play with them. The Sturgers. Um, yeah, I think I think that I think that they would be a fun game to play mo- moving forward. But we got to get to our next segment. Our next segment is called "Love It or Leave It." We've seen a lot of evolutions in the movie trivia showdown. We have seen new rules be implemented. We have seen a JTE rule, a Freddie Prinze rule. A lot of people don't remember. That's what the board is for, right? Say and show your answer. But I think the thing that changed the game, maybe for the better or the worse, is the challenge. Uh, we have seen Austin Cadell donated $20. If irregardless is a word, then the Astros are the best Texas baseball team. Love you, Jessica. Hashtag Ben's boy. Okay. Um, by the way, Merriam-Webster, which I believe is a dictionary, has irregardless listed as a word. It may not seem like a word you like or a word that you'd use in a term paper, but irregardless is certainly a word. That's what they say in it. So you can go, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, but we were talking about, um, we were talking about loving or leave it. So the challenge has changed the way that a lot of people play the movie trivia showdown. You talk to someone like Ben Bateman, he has really implemented the challenge in almost all of his matches. We have seen some of the most incredible arguments happen due to challenges in this league. We've seen matches shift. We've even seen players challenge their own answer and end up losing the game because they challenged their own answer. Things happen. But my question to you, Jen Sturger, is this. Do you love it or leave it the increase of challenges we have seen in the movie Trivia Shmoda? See, I'm kind of a purist when it comes to the game. And... I don't like it when challenges are used just to mess up the pacing of a game. I feel the same way about baseball. I feel the same way about football. It just brings everything. It brings all the action and the tension to a screeching halt. And then you, you're, there's no way everyone is happy when we're done with them. So for me, I just don't see it. I know there are a lot of people out there that like to use the challenge in, um, in like a tactful way to get inside their opponent's head. I feel like Ben Bateman is a really big proponent of this. That's like one of his moves. It's like one of his moves, you know? But that said, I, I don't I don't like it. Like, for me, it just feels petty. It feels like icing the kicker, you know what I mean? Where I get it's part of the strategy, but it doesn't mean I have to agree with it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say that I love it. And, and it's you not would. just Yeah, but it's not just to disagree. I have found myself in a couple of exhibition matches in the movie Trivia Schmodown. And if I have a challenge, I'm using it. I'm the guy who, when I play Madden or I play the show, I'm challenging every opportunity that it gives me to challenge just because you never know 
what the judges are going to say. You never know if the referee just might break your way and you buy yourself also some time to gather your thoughts. Sometimes you can pull another Ben Bateman against William the Beast Bibiani and over-explain yourself into a correct answer as he Someone did. Someone send in a schmobot and make this stop. <laughs> as he did with what men want. Um, so I, I think that the increase in challenges, sure, can sometimes they slow the gameplay down. Can they be slightly annoying? Can sometimes people cha challenge stuff that is just unchallengeable? Sure. Yeah, that's going to happen when you have that rule. That's why we can't have nice things normally. But I think that having a challenge in the game is very needed. Um, maybe you don't get the, you know, maybe the, there is an overuse of them, but there still is a use for the challenge, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. I just say... You can't tell me that you're sitting there and you're watching, you know, Shazam versus who's the boss. And like Bateman like taps it and he's like, hey, I want a challenge that they didn't say Elvis's last name. That's not a legitimate challenge to me. Jeremiah Morris donated $20. Stop. Brad, scares stop. me so much. <laughs> scares me so much. It scares you know, me so much. Jeremiah, I thought we were good friends. I thought... I thought that I was a fan of you. Uh, I guess that I am not. But but I, I, I don't know. No, thank you for your donation. By the way, I've been told we are close to breaking the record. Uh, as for far the new as, shows. Yeah, as far as the Streamlabs donations. So I really do appreciate everybody who, is, who has been uh, throwing out the donations. Keep them up. Super chat or Streamlabs.com slash the Smodown. Thank you, RB3. Um, we appreciate all the love that y'all have been giving us this week on coming up next. But yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying. It slows the gameplay down. And then even you talk about Shazam, when William Beast Bibiani challenged the Lord or Sir Richard Attenborough, that's when we get into the weeds with stuff. Yeah. But overall, I like the challenges. They need to stick around. Um, you know, maybe you don't use them as frequently, but they're needed for the game. Um, any, anything left on this one for you, Jen? Nope. I'm good to move on. I'm good I to move on. I made my case, too. and so is Jeremiah. Yeah, Jeremiah. Don't worry, man. Someday, I'm going to see you. Someday, I'm going to see you. And then you're going to feel me, all right? We're going to take it outside, and I'm going to show you what it's like. But I think that we need to move on. Crazy. And we need, to, we need I think that we need to move on, and we need to talk about some of the matches that are coming up this week or coming up next. Uh, so why don't we go ahead to a little promotional video, as we say, to see some of the stuff that we are going to catch here in the Movie Trivia Showdown. When we come back, we're going to have some quick picks. And my man P to the L to the D is going to weigh in as well. So let's go to that promotional video right now. We're going to win a belt. We are going to win a belt. Shazam going for the championship against the current belt holders yeah! corruption mike kalinowski and chance ellison the undercard gray drake will be facing stacy howard in the Ooh, undercard hey. oh, that's a good match right there pay-per-view go to the schmodownlive.com to get tickets or become part of the ten dollar patreon tier i want to see him holding belts the quirky marks are coming Howard been coming to play. She's already uh, had some matches this year. We can or the one match against Zipper, which was a definite barn burner. I think she's ready to play. 
I think that Stacey Howard is ready to play. I listened to her a little bit on, on backstage yesterday, and although she may have not been you know, up to uh, fighting shape this quickly when she's pulled in, I mean, we haven't seen Gray Drake in quite some time. We haven't yeah. seen her really, I don't know when the last time we saw her was. When was the last time mm-hmm. we saw Gray Drake in the movie Trish Mowdown? I don't remember. <laughs> so I think for that reason and that reason alone, I got to go Stacey Howard, Jim. Yeah, I'm thinking that I'm going to go Stacey Howard on this one, too. And I think it just has to do with Stacey Howard is just one of those sneaky good opponents because she's really good at looking at questions and finding context clues and just kind of sifting through all of her broad movie knowledge and putting the pieces together. If Stacey Howard ever studied, and I say this all the time, if she ever studied and she actually applied herself, she would be one of the most dangerous opponents in the schmodown. But that said... She could walk in there with just the movie knowledge that she has and just the puzzle-solving skills that she has, and I feel like she's going to perform pretty well. And while, look, I, I am not slighting Grey Drake at all. I just feel like we haven't seen her enough lately, and I'm very curious to see how she'll handle this virtual environment. So I'm going to go with Stacey Howard. Uh, yeah, so I think it's across the board. We all have Stacey Howard as a part of our quick picks. So let's move on to... The match that everyone's going to be waiting on on Friday in the Schmodown Throwdown for the team's championships. We will see William the Beast Bibiani and Brendan the Kid Minor taking on uh, Corruption of Chance Ellison and Mike kid, the Killer Kalinowski. Kid and Minor is a little redundant, buddy. Okay? Fine, young, tender, young. Irregardless, minor. it doesn't make any sense. Irregardless is a word according to Marion Webster, and I'm going to stick to that. I'm going to die on that hill. I really am. But um, um, who do you have in this main event? Who's going to take home the team's championships? PLD, we're going to go to you first. I got to go to Shazam. Behind the scenes, right after that interview, they were dropping off to go on a, a, another Zoom lack chat to, to train. They're ready to go. I think they want this title more than uh, Corruption does at this point. Corruption is a little, uh, I think they're going to be thinking other things. Chance is looking forward to the inner geekdom belt. I think that Shazam has, it's Shazam's time. It's his place to win. And I can't vote for corruption at this point. Sorry, John. Uh, Jen, I know we, you have been deemed uh, the, I, I guess you can't be the queen of corruption, but you are their biggest cheerleader. What do you say? Are you picking corruption? Or are you going to go Shazam? You know, as much as I love the beast and the kid, I've got to stick with corruption on this. I don't feel like they're going to drop those team belts. They want they want this, and they're hungry. And Chance Ellison wants nothing more than to have two belts on his shoulder at the end of the season. So in order to make that happen, they've got to retain these belts. So he's going to fight tooth and nail, and Mike Kalinowski is going to be right there with him. There's no way. But you know what? That's fine. Corruption says, I actually spoke to Shannon about this last night. She says, we play better when everyone counts us down because, look, no one is thinking we're going to win this. And that's fine. They can think that. But they know going into this that they feel calm, they feel confident, and they feel more than ready to take on this challenge. This has been one that I've gone back and forth on because we have seen how easily it seems that titles seem to change hands in the movie Trivish Mode. It's a lot like the UFC. I don't want to say easily. It's the wrong word. Frequently. Frequently, mm-hmm. championships will change hands. It, it reminds me of the UFC. You might win it one day and then lose it to the next because that person just has their number. Alex Damon really is an anomaly in this league. And for that reason, I am going with Shazam. I'm going with William the Beast Bibiani. I'm going with Brendan the Kid Meyer. But by a hair, by, by the hair of my chinny chin chin, am I going to pick those guys? I think that they have real great cohesion. I think that they balance out each other well. If Chance Ellison seems to have an off game, 
corruption's going down. It's just the way that the old mob flopped. As far as Bibiani and the kid, if one of them is having somewhat of an off game, the other's there to pick up the slack. I don't think that outside of Intergeekdom, Mike Kalinowski's going to be as proficient when it comes to the general movie trivia. For that reason, I am also going with Shazam. But who do you got? Who are y'all all going to pick? You going with Shazam, the upcoming team who hasn't been able to win the big one, or are you going to go with Corruption, who just defeated the Founding Fathers to regain those championships for the second time? Sound off in the chat. And speaking of teams, speaking of champions, without a doubt one of the greatest teams and one of the, one of the greatest teams champions of all time are the Patriots. Of course, we know JTE, where the rule is named after, and Jeff the in Snyder Snyder, who I believe has is really the greatest teams player of all time because he's won the championships with two separate teams. So my question to you is this, Jen Sturger, can you take down Jeff Snyder in a promo battle? Can anyone in the chat take Jeff Snyder down in a promo battle? Can I take Jeff Snyder down in a promo battle? I'm not sure, but he is here to challenge you. Let's hear from the in Snyder. Jeff Snyder, right now. Well. Okay, the video is currently playing, and it's right. about 30 seconds, so just be ready to come back. <clears throat> and then we're coming back to questions. Uh, wrapping up, yeah, you want to talk about the, you want to give them a deadline for the video if you want? I don't know if you want to do that or not, like when we're going to start showing them or not, that's up to you. Next we week? Next or week after? Week. We got a couple of them in there already, at least five. Oh, we do? Great. Yeah. As long as there's more than one. Yeah, great. Yeah. Then let's we say next week. They're due, they're due, they're, they need to be invited. They need to be invited next week. Okay. okay. We're coming back. So be ready. And we're back on coming up next. That was Jeff the Insider Snyder challenging you to a promo battle. Um, so let us know if you think that you have what it takes. Send in those promos to the, uh, what is the email again, Paul? Remind me. Coming up next, MTS at gmail.com. Coming up next, MTS at gmail.com. Morris donated $20. <laughs> I sat behind you in Atlanta, Brad, so I ain't scared and am here for Jessica. She only has one bad take, and that is her love for corruption. Hashtag action army. Okay. Yeah, see, he wants to talk. He, he talks real crazy on the internet. <laughs> yeah, they all do. That's what we call a keyboard warrior, an internet thug. See me on the streets. All right, come see me on the streets, Jeremiah. I I, I challenge you. <laughs> talking I, crap to a schmobot. <laughs> <laughs> come come see me on the streets, man. Come see me on the streets. Um, and also for you, Mister Austin. I think his name's Austin. The only Austin I recognize is Texas. All right, I don't even know who the hell you are, and you want to come and correct the boat on his grammar? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I graduated summa cum laude from the University of Houston in a degree in communication studies with a focus in rhetoric, and you're going to challenge me to a grammatical battle? I don't think so, son. But anyway, Jen, let's move on. Um, what we were going to discuss now is some of the chats and the questions we had. Do we have any chats or, or chats or questions, PLD, that we didn't get to? Uh, RB3 has them. I don't have them. Yes, oh, I'm sorry. I, I do have them pulled up, actually. And thank you guys so much for the generous donations today. Uh, truly, so awesome. truly awesome. Um, I think uh, I think we actually have broken a new record, actually, for the new show. So, ah! Oh, hey. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah, we've done amazing today. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Thank you so much, guys. We couldn't do this without you. Yes. Um, for the All right, so we have one from Jeremiah Morris for the rapid-fire question. 
Hell no, Andrew Guy ain't no chump. Uh, when he w- ain't no chump when he won uh, the team's title this when he wins the team titles this year, it won't be a question. Drew has uh, much more left to play for. Uh, when he holds that belt above his head, I will be crying. Oh, see, I agree. I agree. He's got more to go. He's got more to go. And the thing is, we we've counted Andrew Guy out before. No one thought that he'd beat Dan Merle. We know what happened. I thought he beat Dan Merle, but that was a different player back then. I just feel like there's something, you know, how there are just certain players that need a crowd. They feed off that crowd energy. I feel yeah. like he's one of those players. And so maybe when we return to some kind of normalcy where we're able to put butts in seats again, we'll see the resurgence of the Andrew guy that we know. Yeah, maybe. Well, for now, Andrew, play on player. What else we got, RB3? Uh, we have Rasen King, uh, Brendan. This is for when Brendan was here. Unfortunately, we didn't get to read it to him. Uh, Brendan, I have to say that heavy breathing into the microphone is my favorite distraction tactic since the repeat the question strategy. <laughs> it is very distracting. I, I will never, I will never forget the, the 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 vivid image I have of Brendan Meyer at the Schmodown Spectacular last year. I was sitting in the balcony watching him in his match and literally almost knocking the table over. He was hitting the buzzer so hard, and now he's implemented the deep breathing into his microphone. I'm glad he doesn't have the headset with the microphone. I just love when Christian's like, uh, kid, we're going to have to mute you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What else we got, RV3? Um, We have uh, Shelby Y., Hey guys, love the love uh, the show. Great format. Uh, Shazam for the win on Friday. You are uh, you all are an awesome, knowledgeable team, and great to watch. Also, go Rays. Oh my lord, go Rays. Go home. That's what I want to tell that person. Go huh? home. What was no. her name? Wabi Sabi. What was her name? Yeah, go home, Wabi Sabi. Um, and then <laughs> anything else, Harvey? Uh, no, that's it. That's it. All right. Awesome. Wait, well, hey, we appreciate you all. I know uh, some people are saying that there was a couple of uh, issues with that Jeff Snyder video, but it's also on the Twitter page. Make sure you go check us out on Twitter or on the Movie Trivia Showdown's Twitter page. You can see that Jeff Snyder video. Send us your promo, though. That's what we want. We don't care if you heard what he said. We want it you doesn't to send us matter a what he said. It doesn't <laughs> matter what he said, Jen Sturger. You're absolutely right. Send in those, uh, send in those promos to us because next week, we are going to play those. We are going to play those next week. Um, so uh, make sure you, that you send those in. And we'll probably actually close by playing that Jeff Snyder in- interview. For the people in the back who didn't hear it, we will play that Jeff Snyder clip for everyone. But we really do appreciate each and every single one of you who sent in a donation, a Streamlabs, a Super Chat. You uh, were active in the chat as well. Make sure you hit thumbs up. Subscribe to the Schmodown Entertainment Network if you haven't already. And be sure Tell that you Tell a friend. Watch. Tell the Facebook group. Tell everyone, bring your friends here. We're going to be the fun show. We're going to be the fun, really fun show. The cool show. Yeah, yeah. We're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen with the help of all of you. We want to shout out to our illustrious producer, Mr. R to the B to the three. Also, PLD, who's our supervising executive producer, Jen Sturger. Why don't you let the people know where they can find you and follow you real quick? At Jennifer Sturger on all the socials, guys. And check out Swings and Misses Monday through Friday at uh, 10 a.m., uh, Pacific time to noon. 10 p.m. Pacific time to noon. You got. I couldn't swing. think of it. I couldn't do. I couldn't do the math in my head. Look, I'm pretty. I'm not good at the math. Okay, just check us out. You can check us out anywhere you get your podcast. iTunes, Apple, whatever. I don't know. Just, just 
Go to my Twitter. It's on there. Okay. How did you, how did you know the name of my next book? I'm pretty and I'm not good at math. That's what my next <laughs> book's going to be called. But anyway, my name is the Bob. That's Brad how you Gilmore. have the, the job on the rundown, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. You can check me out at Brad Gilmore and everything. Thank you all for tuning into this week to coming up next, coming up next week. We'll see you again. I've grown accustomed to the music. Me too. Well, well, well. If it isn't the Schmodown community, if it isn't the fans, the keyboard warriors who sit at home in their basements, typing comments, posting their silly little polls on Facebook. Now it's promo time. You're looking at the promo master. Do you have what it takes to cut a promo? Do you have what it takes to come at the king? Because if you do, you best not miss. So send your best promo online. Send it into the show, wherever. I'm going to find it. I'm going to see it. And we'll see if it hurts my feelings. Good luck. <laughs>Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.